That question is so loaded, John. I don't even know where to start well, with that. Well, 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 I, I guess, I guess, I guess the problem is, is. And by the way, John, I love that question. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting. This is an interesting. Topic. What's the solution here? Show up, understand your part, and just crush it. Pay-per-click, social media, we can talk about all this stuff, but what really matters is patient experience, that wow factor. Please, are you listening to yourself? Come on. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. So sit back, take notes, and listen. Oh, oh I love this. This is going to be fun. Startup Uncensored, the questions you have with the truths you need to hear. And now your hosts, Michael Dincio and John Bertagni. All right, all right. This is episode Real Estate Shark Tank. We're getting we're getting after it. This is uh this is the big week. What we're doing today is we're we're interviewing one of the biggest powerhouses in in Arizona, Colorado, Nevada. These guys get it, and uh, this is this is startup uncensored. Let's get right into this, John, my friend and partner. Thanks for being here today. Uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I don't know if I had a choice of not being here, but I'm glad I'm here. I, it, it's, oh, okay. Well, so. No, uh, I'm excited about this. This, uh, you know, Christian Guile of of Guile Real Estate. I mean, come on, it's uh, he and I go way back. I know you do too, and we're just happy to have him on. He's he's done a great job for me over the years, and he's done a great job uh, for people in um, all, all the markets you mentioned. And I, you know, I'm just happy he's a he's a part of the team here. Christian, how are you, my man? I'm good, man. It's always great to reconnect with you, homies. Um, just thinking back when we uh, when back to when we first met, John, and uh, oh gosh, Colorado it was back in Colorado. None of those stories, please. Yes, yes, we're going there. And I, I do remember one specific night in in downtown Denver after the the Rocky Mountain Dental Convention. You don't have any idea who you're dealing with until he breaks out a harmonica <laughs> in lower downtown Denver, takes the stage, takes the stage and actually runs the whole, runs the whole bar. Just starts ripping <laughs> tunes from do you have, do you have the harmonica with you? I, I uh, you do. don't even lie. I'm fastened to this chair. I'm fastened to this chair it's in your pocket. <laughs> Is that a harmonica in your pocket? <laughs> That's amazing. That's a great story. No, he's actually really good. So it was a blue. They were playing blues that night and he got up there and everybody's like, what is Bert doing? And he got, gets up there and he starts, he starts rocking it. It's, it was really, really sweet. But anyway, uh, moved down to uh, Arizona and, you know, in pursuit of family, sunshine and opportunity. By the way, hang on one second. Christian, I think you should maybe do a little segment right now, like a 20 second uh, tidbit or 30 seconds of, you know, deeper of why the West, you know, why the West, because people are moving out of Chicago. They're moving out of those places because of taxes, whatever the hell else is going on. So really quick, California, yeah. why the West right now? Boom. 
So that's a good, good question. The, the answer to your question is, um, I think that people are, are looking for kind of like the, you know, some going back to normalcy. Um, we have 250 people flowing in to Maricopa, Maricopa County on a daily basis. And we're not losing that many right now. Like it's like, it's not like, you know, 250 coming in and 250 going out. It's like 250 coming in and you know, two or three going out. And the reason is because it's that, you know, the, the politics are still normal here out in the, in the West. Um, you know, people are coming out, out of Chicago there. I, I hear people are fleeing from uh, New York. They're for sure fleeing out of California because we're seeing more California place than you can possibly I mean, It's like, it, it, there's a, t- there's a ton of, of that going on here. So I think it's politics. I think it's taxes. I think that people just want to get back to what they remember as, as a normal, U.S. And so and a little bit of sunshine, right? I mean, that's a whole bunch of sunshine. Man. Tell us about Guile. Let's get right into Guile. Like, get, give us a 30 second commercial on Guile. And if anybody knows Christian, there's no such thing as 30 seconds, but I'm going to challenge you 30 seconds. Why is Guile the premier commercial real estate broker in the dental space? Um, go. What, 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 what gives you guys the success you've got? gotten well first i we've i've been in the business for about 17 years um we've actually it's 18 now um we've negotiated a ridiculous tear of um business in terms of specifically dental but dental far and away is our our biggest vertical um i think we've done you know i've personally negotiated over 1500 uh dental related um transactions And then we have an additional, I've got a um, brokers in the office that, have, that I've overseen that also handle uh, a ton of negotiations. We're constant, in constant contact with those guys. So we've been there, we've done that. We've got the t-shirt and the coffee mug to go with it. Um, there's, a, you know, we've seen a lot, we've seen a lot of, a lot of different scenarios. So a lot of deals, uh, only, a lot of deal flow, a lot of deal flow. And we, and, and what's, what makes this very different than any other group out in the market here in Arizona is that we only represent one side of the transaction and that's the doctor side of the transaction. Um, Never landlords or sellers. So there's never that conflict of interest that the other guys never quite mention. It's like the dirty little secret in commercial real estate. You have to be represented. And um, if a, if a doc calls on a sign and they're like, Hey, you know um, I just made a phone call that the guy was super nice. Yeah. They're going to be very nice. They're skilled at being nice, but they don't represent the doctor side of the transaction. They represent the landlord and the other yeah. side. The, the reality of it is that they're trying to get um, two sides of the transaction. There's the, the fees designed for two brokers. Yeah. And if there's, if only one shows up, which, which represents the landlord or the, the seller, they're going to dictate all the deal terms and, uh, and take two sides of the, of the transaction. So, so my takeaway there, my man is obviously, you know the business, you know the dirt, and it's integrity based. And um, and you're going to represent our listeners and viewers um, to the utmost. So, but that's 1, my takeaway. Yeah, one thousand percent. I graduated. By the way, that was that was more than thirty seconds. It, yeah. Easily, easily. But, <laughs> but Dinzio also mentioned that there's there's no short answers. So um, uh, that's true. I, I want to go back to your your system, because I remember you telling me at one point in time, the way that you built out, you know, Guile and how, how you did this. And it, it was really analytics driven. And I think it might've even been some sort of spy stuff you and your brother did, correct? Like you guys pulled some crazy, crazy data sets that allows you to really understand concentration, 
and also the availability of space. And, you know, it, it really was mind blowing what you did, which is in my mind, I think pretty darn unique. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty, um, Am I right, by the way? Yes, you are. Uh, that's that was pretty uh, skunk works, if you will, like the the dark ops kind of kind of stuff. Uh, we we bought a whole bunch of we bought a whole bunch of databases. We had people on the other side of the planet um, scrubbing that data for literally for six months, um, twenty four hours a day. We got really clean data set. We took that those data sets and dumped them into a um, um, a very big data set, and then. My brother-in-law was uh, is is the number one data scientist in the army. He's um, he's in charge of uh, determining where the next most likely uh, terrorist attack, whether it's cyber or whatever, is. So he's he's he was commissioned by these guys to go get his PhD at Stanford. He he got um, that PhD at Stanford, and that allowed us to have the opportunity to um, go in and uh, uh, work with uh, 100 different data scientists with Stanford and. We, we got this thing called a hackathon going on. And I said, they, they said, okay, it's like, all right, here's 500 bucks. There's a hundred data scientists at um, Stanford in a room. And I said, I want to, I want to know within, um, within the next three years, an 80% probability of the do next doctor who needs to move um, or to renew their lease um, and, and also where the best locations would be. So we had this, and, and also, by the way, I wanted to pop up on a Google, um, on a Google device and then go, uh, so my, my brokers can just literally go start hitting balloons and try to help because our, our goal in life is to help as many doctors as possible. What so we create going on right now? What <laughs> By the way, yes, this is crazy. We're doing Russian, Russian spy stuff? What's going on right now? <laughs> so yeah, so basically <laughs> involved. <laughs> so to timestamp this like COVID moment where everybody lost their jobs and the economy's kind of getting going. I want to share with some, share something with you guys. I just got this for those that aren't watching on YouTube and are listening audio. I'll, I'll share these numbers, but you guys yeah, keep your eyes on the road. Look at this chart. Okay. Look at this like chart. You see this, this, yeah. if, if you notice the dates, do you, do you see the curve, right? So yeah. the dates are November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, and all the way through to today. Yeah. That's new patients. Okay. So this is a startup that literally started up before COVID and right in the middle of this was COVID. Okay. And I asked them yesterday, I said, what was the single thing, the single thing that, that accomplished that? This is a startup. They, what do you think they said? Location. Yeah location and referral sources. Well, and for people that didn't are are not watching, it's a it's a steady flow of growth um, on this this chart. So let me, let me read it off. Two patients, nine patients, 25 patients, 45 patients, 69. I mean, it's just blowing up for them. And these are just new patients, of course, because they're starting. So 69 was March. Yes, that's exactly right. Yes. So I mean, they're, they're growing, they're growing. And so I, I guess that's the point is, is if you're positioned well, Christian, and you've got a great location, 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 we've all presented, we've all talked about this and yeah. who's at the helm of that. That's you, that's you and your firm. And, and, and so get into that a little bit, like what are some of those things that can get people high visibility 
you know, we've heard, we've heard the shopping. We heard pair yourself up with the Starbucks. We've, we've heard some of these things. What's your take on it? Like what gets you that exposure? So in, uh, in, in the dental specific commercial real estate world, we target 35,000 cars north of 35,000 cars. 35,000 cars is good visibility for a dental clinic. It's really good. Um, you get to 50,000 cars. That's savage. Um, I just put, they don't need it. The, the endodontist, they don't need the, the visibility, but I had this, this location that I kept my eye on in Raintree tree and one Oh one, just right in the heart of Scottsdale. Everybody's like, don't do a startup in, in Scottsdale. It's, it's, it's already built out and so on and so forth. That's true. Unless you have, um, a bomb ass location. And this, so we put him right on the highway, 250,000 cars, Per day, just like we did with with Dr. Corson at Yale and I-25. Yep. You remember that, Bert? Yeah. He's like, just find me the best location. Yep. Um, I can't share his numbers, but they were ridiculous for the first year. This guy's already starting off with the bank. He's an endo. It's Loop 101 uh, endodontics. It's visible from the, the interstate. Everybody sees his sign, and he's off to the races. So 35,000 cars is good. 50,000 cars is savage and 250,000, 250,000 quarter million cars seeing it every day is ridiculous. So this, this, by the way, man, that's, I love that you actually shared that data set because that actually is, you know, data that everyone says, oh, it's cars, number of cars, number of cars. You actually broke it down to uh, actually, I haven't heard redonkulous used on this show. So thank you. Well, you know, it's going to be the first, there's going to be a lot of firsts on this show. No, that's a fantastic stat. That's a fantastic No, that's I, I really like that because that's something that someone can take to the bank, whether it's in Florida or whether it's in the Southwest. And that's what we're trying to do. It's This is not only about these particular areas. So, um, you know, I also look, oh, you have one more thing. Baby. Your hand, so here, here's, the, here's the next thing. So you can have visibility, but if you don't have access, mm. you're scrizzled. That's another one for you. Scrizzled. Yeah. So, so, so that that's that's interesting because you're talking about access, you know, and and uh, Maladen Crawl, a dentist out of Chicago, talks about parking. You know, like that's not as much of a big deal in Arizona, or maybe it is. But like, so these are the things that we want on the you know access, visibility, parking. Like, boom, come on, let's go. So you have to have the visibility. You have to have the access. If it's not easy, people are going to blow and go. They're not super excited to go about going to the dentist to begin with. You have to be able to get in and out super, super easy. Um, you have to also, one of the other things that you very much want to pay attention to is so you had access, visibility. You want to make sure you have good signage along the, along the boulevard. Try to locate on main and main as much as possible. Again, we're targeting specifically GP, ortho, um, pedo. If you can get a sick location for endo, that's fantastic. But you know, you, you embed those guys differently. You put them with the in a in a hotbed of GPs or referral sources, but and that's a different that's a different flavor. But um, you've got to have the the parking. The parking you would you would think that here in uh in the desert where the sand just goes on forever and ever and ever, that there's not gonna be a parking issue. It is the number one issue in hmm. Phoenix. You have to be parked at five per thousand to even get a permit. Um, little anecdote. We, uh, we had this one gal that we were working with and she was like, Hey, I found a location, um, on our, on my own. And we're like, okay, which one is it? And she's, and she's, she told us which one it was. And we're like, it's not going to work out. Um, that's why we didn't show it to you. Well, she's like, well, I'm going to do it anyways. We're like, okay. So she, she does, she, she gets this location eight months later. She's still fighting with the city after having signed a $750,000 lease 
Yeah. She can't open up because the, the parking's not there. That's why you well, have to have an expert. So that's exactly what I was just going to say. That's why you need someone. And I love stories. People love data, but they also love stories. So we're going to keep on driving things through stories. Um, you know, and, and you brought up, you know, you're currently in um, Phoenix, Arizona or Scottsdale or where have you. But, you know, when I look at that, that sprawl and, and Colorado's the same way, Nevada's the same way, you know, things just keep on moving outward. Um, and you brought it up, you know, you could actually go back to where there's concentration of dentists. Like you said, Scottsdale, there are still pockets. You don't always have to go, you know, I call it caterpillar of homes where there's just rolling hills of, of homes to build a startup. You could actually build a new startup within. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, the, the answer to that question, I've been thinking about this a lot, a lot, a lot. And then the reality is, is that the new high ground for dental. So if you're in a built out market, like we're in here in, in Arizona, like there, there are so many dentists, you can't even believe it. Go ahead. And if you, it while is you're crazy down there, how while you're is. sitting at watching this podcast, go onto your Google, hit a search and say dental and look at the Phoenix Metro area. You will see so many red balloons pop up everywhere. You think that there's not an opportunity. The new high ground in a built out market is superior positioning where you park in the main and main location you take the best location and then you, you just wait for the other guys to start tapping out and then you buy their patient base and then you bring them on over. Mm -hmm. It's savage, but that's the reality of this, of this environment. It's. I like that. So, so there, so there, so there's a strategy there. I, that, that's a great, that's a great strategy. Hey, Christian, I, I got a question for you real quick. Yeah. I was just working with a startup uh, yesterday and pedo so a little little different you know but specialty you mentioned it you know, specialists needs to be in the heart of a bunch of gps number one isn't it interesting for the specialties and how they've gone direct now versus versus so dependent on the gps like that's still obviously a re there's a referral strategy and you need to stay on top of your referral sources and you need to be sending the cookies and the dinners and you need to do that but isn't it interesting specifically for pedos patients are smarter moms are smarter they're 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 looking for the pediatric dentist sign right and so they're going direct so is there a strategy there for specialists that's question one and then oh you i'll just roll with question two size you're gonna have to remind me because I'll, I'll forget number two that's why i was pausing but the other thing was size um, she wanted to go bigger, 2,500 square feet, but I'm, I'm finding that construction costs are, are a, a factor where we can't afford the build out because we're going too big. Now I'm all about going bigger because you don't want to, you don't want to limit your, your, your growth capacity, but with the construction issues, which is going to be really where we're heading with this podcast next we can't afford to build out 2,500 square feet. So those are my two things. Sorry. That's, that's a two part question, but. Yeah. So, um, and that's a, that's a great question. So you guys on the consultant side are going to have to figure out how to make those smaller spaces work. If we start getting priced out in terms of the, uh, the build out and so on and so forth. And, you know, when you go into a, a, a really nice location, obviously the rents are going to be higher. You got to pay to play the, the, there's a reason why they get higher rents in the, in the, 
the, the sassier locations because they can. And that's, that's what, that's why you, you drink terrible coffee because you, there it's present and convenient. Um, how much better fantastic dental service in a, in a great location. Um, if, if you're not going to do it, somebody will. So you might as well jump in there and then you have to figure out, okay, well, we've got to, we've got to make the production work and it, it will work with the, the high visibility location, but um, it's got to be positioned just right. Going back to what you're saying is, is that, yeah, the, uh, the, the pricing has gotten absolutely crazy. There's two, two things that are um, kind of working against us right now in this environment is that the, the pricing has gotten crazy in terms of labor and materials. Those have shot, shot way up um, in, this, in this market, in the Phoenix metro market, in, in the Arizona market, costs are right around $135 a square foot to build out a dental space. Used to take four months. Now it's taking six to six and a half months to actually get the exact same dental space open because as crazy as it sounds and you think that with this downturn, everything's like slow. It, it could be going faster. It couldn't be hotter right now. The, the contractors are as busy as they can possibly be. Uh, possibly be. And so getting the subs to, to stay focused on, on, a, on a project is, is very difficult right now. So they're calling their numbers in terms of labor. And then the, uh, uh, the actual cost of, uh, of the materials has gone, gone way up. So what do you say? 2025, 20, 22, 2000 square feet is your max? What, what, are, you, what are you seeing? Well, so um, it completely depends on the specialty. If you, you've got an endo who can operate pr a pretty pretty uh, bump in practice on, you know, three to four chairs and doesn't need a, uh, um, a lab, then you can get into a smaller space. You'd be sub 2000 and, and they can still have a, a phenomenal career. The, uh, the higher production offices, you know, like if you want to spin it off, eventually like build up a dental practice and then spin it off to corporate, which, you know, some people have that strategy, then they're going to be looking for, you know, six, to eight chairs minimum because they're they're thinking that they're gonna be able to go in there be able to uh, do it better than um, the uh, the sole practitioner. So in that case, I think twenty five hundred square feet is the dental wheelhouse. Um, you let's say let me let me restate that. It's about two thousand to twenty five hundred square feet depending depending on specialty. Pedo, um, you probably need a little bit more because you're gonna you're gonna have uh, um, the quiet rooms and and so on and so forth. Lab sterile. Um, you can have, obviously it's going to be open bay concept, but you want to have the parents come back so they can hang out with the kids and make sure that everything is going uh, okay with those little guys. But then you have um, the GP offices are usually between five, five to eight um, chairs. And I think we're getting those things done at right around 20, 2200 square feet, in, at least in this market. So things are taking longer, number one, right? Yeah. So, and then also that, that option of expansion, and without paying too much um, for the build out, you know, and, and I already know the answer to this, but it's, you know, first right of refusal for the space next door or adjacent to you. That's going to be a, a obvious thing that we want to put in that lease. Correct. Christian. Yes. And I think that not only that, you definitely want to put that in the lease in terms of the expansion, because things are going to um, pick up significantly later on down the road for uh, a properly positioned, um, properly guided uh, dental practice, you do want to have that in your lease if you can if you can squeeze it in there for it being the first right refusal in the adjacent space. The other thing that's very important is that you've got to begin with the end in mind. When you're talking to your architect, you have to talk to them and say, "Listen, I do plan on expanding and plan on expanding in the future, so please build this with the concept that I may take the space over next door, and I don't want um, some weird growth on my practice in terms of size." You have to design it so that when that space comes available, I can jump on it and still have really good patient flow. 
So what that means is from a um, architectural standpoint in construction, it might mean that a trunk line goes to an exterior or demising wall um, that allows you to not, not ruin your space or have to shut down your space. You could actually be working alongside that space as your construction is going for expansion. Am I correct? One, just like we did with Dr. Corson and Denny. One, yeah, exactly. He took over the space next door and he needed it sooner than he, than he thought he was going to need it. And um, we're glad that we pre-designed that back in, the, back in the day so that he, when he expanded into it, it was smooth. The patient flow still worked great. And, yeah, um, that was smart. Great. Those people on that job um, project were really smart. Yeah. <laughs> the other question I had. They were. Who, who were they? I'm not sure. Uh, uh, but but here's, um, here, here was, here's another piece that I was thinking about. You know, we were talking about how long these projects are, 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 are taking to, you know, to come to fruition. Um, and then how that relates to, um, you know, delayed lease payments and how a delayed lease starts in terms of the, uh, what, you know, when you start paying your lease. That, that's a big piece that is important no matter what time frame we're in. But when there's construction delays and access to product and construction materials, it's even more important. Tell us about how you're negotiating those waters today and how, and how our listeners should guide their you know, real estate people if they're not choosing, if they choose to go against everything that we're saying, <laughs> picking a real estate-based you know, um, healthcare provider. Um, if they say, I'm using my brother or my buddy, and they give them a pearl to, you know, to, to guide those waters. God darn it. Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always tell my, uh, my clients, it's like, yeah, you can use your, your buddy who's an architect or doesn't, but doesn't know anything about dental. And you can use your buddy who's a, who's a commercial or a residential broker, doesn't know anything about commercial real estate. It's only going to cost you about 150,000 bucks. You'll spend the rest of your career paying for that. Um, but go ahead. It's completely up to you. But uh, it does make uh, conversations at Thanksgiving super awkward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you definitely need to have the right people in place in order to do it. Um, the, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how else to say it. You got you to have the right folks who know what they're doing to, to help you um, on down the road. Yeah, and I mean, I mean from this standpoint, um, it's about, you know, landlords are willing to work with the dentist. You yes. know, this is not an adversarial situation all the time. It's how you approach that situation. Well, they want you to be successful. And going back to your question is, yeah, we, we try to get as much free rent as possible for, it's not always possible, but um, majority of the time we get free rent for them to do their build out, which is, it used to be, like I said, four months now, then it turned into five months, now it's six months. So we build that in so that the rent doesn't even start. You don't want to be paying rent on, on a space you can't produce out of. And neither does the bank want you to do that. To do that. So it's, it's really tough on the pocketbook. So you want to make sure that once you um, open your doors for business, you haven't been paying rent during your build out, so yep. which is like six months. And you, and you also want to be able to have some free rent once you open your doors for business so you can start collecting on your accounts receivables and so on and so forth and not have to deal with that. So you need to delay from the bank in, in terms of um, when you actually get your, uh, you have to start paying on your loan. The banks know that, the, the good dental lenders know that. By the way, you know, stick with the, with the bigger ones because the, the smaller ones are, uh, have their project management in terms of the banks are, end up being a dumpster fire because they don't understand dental. They don't know what, what needs to happen, but you get that, 
you get that delay in the payment on the on the banking side, you get that delay in payment on the real estate side, you get your foundation underneath you as a as a as a, a dental provider, and then you never look back. But you definitely have to have that um, available. And here's and going back to your question too, very astute question is that during COVID, we need to also say that we can have a little bit more of a delay, and we've been doing this with our leases as well. If something comes up. They used to call it um, acts of God, but we can't be blaming God for what's going on. It's the force majeure is what they call it now. If force majeure, i.e. some sort of um, weather thing that slows uh, um, production or uh, God forbid a, another virus comes through, got to have some sort of um, delay in place so that you're not, you're not burning time on something that you, don't, you have no control over. I love, I love that. I, I love the force majeure clause. That's, that's a, that's a takeaway, John, for the folks that don't understand dental. Couple yeah. things um, uh, back back to the free rent discussion. I talk about these levers that you can pull with the landlord. Like there's there's some big levers that you pull: free rent, TI allowance, the base rent. Um, you know, all of these things are levers, right? And I I I like to say if you pull hard on two of them. The one's going to go back up, right? right? Because the landlords, it's got to be a win-win. You can't pull all three down. Hey, there's, there's, that's not going to happen. And so- Fair exchange. It's a fair exchange. And, and what's interesting, Christian and John, you guys have both been a part of so many deals. Each deal has its own nuances of what it needs. This guy might get 700 grand from the bank and have a ton of money in the checking account, right? Personal checking account. So maybe we don't need TI allowances. So that lever goes up, but then we pull these two levers really hard. Can you talk about some of these levers? Because it's, when I talk to my clients, it's like, no, dude, you don't get all of this. Like it, it's a lever, it's a lever system. So tell me more about these levers, Christian. The, uh, the what you're referring to is basically just, a, it's an, e every deal is an economic balancing act. Um, it's got to it's got to be a win-win-win situation. It's got to you got it's got to work for the for the the dentist, which is the tenant. It's got to work for the, the landlord, and uh, it's it's got to work for the bank. There's certain parameters we just have to work inside of. And I love that what you said is that the um, if you have money set aside or if you get a little bit more from the bank, maybe focus that more on your build out and then just work on getting your 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 base rent lowered and maybe yeah. getting a little bit more free rent. But you, like, like you said, I think it's really important for everybody to know out there. You can't have it all. We all know that. We know that from childhood. You can't have everything. Um, it's it's got to actually work for the, for the landlord as well, for them to, to maintain a nice little property. I don't let the landlords know that nor do I, do I throw that flavor out there because I'm going where we just represent one side of the transaction, which is the doctor's. But at the end of the day, we're educating our docs saying, Hey, listen, we gotta, we gotta choose our, um, choose our battles and each one of them, like what's, you know, what's their hot buttons. Okay. So you, you want to keep, um, you know, your rates down or maybe you don't have as much TIs uh, in that case, the rent's going to go up a little bit because the landlord's going to be feeding in a little bit more in terms of, in terms of the TIs it's be reflected in the rent. So a good broker will be able to, to navigate that and um, tell you when there's nothing left on the table and leave and leave no scraps behind. Well, um, go ahead, Mike. Christian, here, give us, give us uh, a little bit more onto, onto your why. Like, yeah, I see a lot of your stuff online. I see your videos. You guys, you guys spend a lot of time uh, educating the market and just being that, that authority. 
um, and I've always been impressed with your firm, what you and and your wonderful wife Kimberly uh, do for 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 the firm. So you know, give us a little bit of give us a little bit of you know what what you guys can do for these docs and 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 also maybe a little bit of why Colorado, why Arizona. These are really good markets. Um, we have viewers all over the country and. These two markets, Colorado and Arizona, are are hot. And why is that? And and how can you help them? My why is uh, just like I said is my why is for for the doctors. Um, I wanted to find somebody I could uh, take care of and watch out for. And I I love my docs. I it, it you know the Ogmandino. You guys probably read the the greatest salesman in the world. That's a, I love that book. And the, the, the basically the, the bottom line is that you just got to fall in love with the people that you're serving. Um, Tony Robbins, we're we're big fans of Tony Robbins and and what he's doing. We're actually platinum partners with uh, with that group, and um, it's it's all about finding people that you can just fall in love with, take care of them, continue to deliver more and more value um, than anybody else, and just uh, continue to to just help them as much as possible because I've seen so many crazy situations and it's sad when a, when a doc gets locked into a, uh, a 10 year lease with terms that suck. It's, that's just the bottom line that you, and, and it's just a, it's just, it, you know, it was done by somebody who was just there to take a fee and it's, it's not about fees and it's never been for, about fees for us. And I think that's why our business is, is really mushrooming and because we actually do care about the docs and, and it's our culture. I won't have a broker on board. We've had to get rid of um, several that you get in there and they're just, they're just, it's just commission breath. You know, they get out. That's not what we're about. The money will come if you take care of your people. Ask commission me. breath? Commission yeah. breath, baby. And it stinks. Breath. It's horrible. It's, horrible. it's got some stank, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, Christian, I think, I think that really personifies what, you know, why you're doing so well, why you've always done really well now in your 18th year of doing this. And congratulations to that, you know, to you and Kim. Um, you know, in, in my mind, this is what the industry needs. Someone that is putting the client first, not themselves. And you, you brought up a great thing there. You brought up, you know, a book and and and, and mentorship and and different outlets of, 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 vision quest if you will by the way just because you're a real estate person or a consultant or an equipment salesperson whatever it is guess what a dentist is a salesperson too they have to build the same trust that we have to and so these books that are mentioned by some of our you know our, our partners in this pick those books up because they're really powerful tools and so I thank you for bringing that up. But more importantly, I thank you for being a friend, for being open and honest, and for you know doing right by the industry. And uh, I love you to death. I love you guys too. You guys are awesome. And I'm super honored to be part of your programming. And, and uh, uh, just thank you. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well done. We'll, we'll, we'll catch you on the flip side. Um, okay. Thanks, homies. Check out Startup Uncensored on Facebook and YouTube. Click like, subscribe, and interact with Michael and John. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another truth-filled episode of Startup Uncensored.